Welcome to Kevin Connor's podcast. In this teaching series, Kevin speaks about various themes from the book of Proverbs, providing us with practical wisdom for a life well lived. Visit kevinconnor.org for more details. All right, now uh, we'll turn to uh, Proverbs chapter 30. And um, this is the way I try to approach this chapter. I, I mainly want to uh, uh, do one section of it in, in, a, in a, probably our second session. But we'll run through it. So what I, I've done on here, so uh, Proverbs chapter 30, and uh, I've got King James Version and New King James here. So uh, when we go to Proverbs uh, chapter 30, uh, let's, uh, let's turn to that for a moment. And uh, regardless what translation you're in, I'm into uh, New King James here. So let me just read the few verses, and we'll be taking probably this in the second session here. So it says, The words of Agar, the son of Jacob, his utterance, Old King James says, his utterance or his prophecy, this man declared to Ithiel and to Ithiel and, uh, and Eucal. Anyway, so he says uh, in verse uh, 2 and 3, Surely I am more stupid than any man uh, and do not have the understanding of a man. I neither learn wisdom nor have the knowledge of the Holy One. Now, the, the part I want to do in the second session, I think, is, uh, is the prophecy that's in, particularly in verse 4 or verse 4. So it's got it on your notes there for the moment, so I'll just draw your attention to it. Go down to the bottom. Go down to the bottom, and here we've got the words of Agar, verses 1, one through to 3. The prophecy or utterance, and uh, unknown as to who he really was, son of Jacob to Ithiel and then to Eucal. Agar feels his lack of understanding, wisdom and knowledge very self-effacing, he's not conceited. And as I've often said to you, the more I know, the less I know, because you'll never exhaust the Word of God. Everybody said amen. So, you know, when I was on a one ego trip (laughs) many years ago, I thought, I'm going to get through the Bible and exhaust it. Look, the more I know, the less I know. You'll never exhaust this book. If you could exhaust this book, you could exhaust the author. And that's God by the Holy Spirit. So just, just, just comfort yourself. It saved you from being on an ego trip or anything like that. Now, we'll do this in the second session, but I want to put it in your mind first. In, uh, in verse, four, uh, verse 4, we have a sevenfold question. And I just want to put it in your mind for the moment. Then we'll go back uh, up the top here. And I've broken up into seven, and I'll tell you why in a moment. Number one, who has ascended to heaven? So we want to think of the ascension. Then I made a question out of the next uh, part, or descended. So ascending and descending. It's very an exciting study, and that's why I believe uh, when has uh, his, uh, pardon me, come out, his utterance or his prophecy. So number one, who hath ascended to heaven or descended? And then the next question is on the next page here. Who hath gathered the wind in his fist? 
Number, uh, number four, who hath bound the waters in a garment? Who hath established all the ends of the earth? And listen to this, the last part, number seven. What is his name and what is his son's name? If you can tell. Now, later on, as I said in our second session, we'll do the ascending and descending and then we'll go down to the next part, uh, the last part. What is his name? And I'll just say, referring to the father. And what is his son's name? If you can tell. We don't know in the Old Testament, only one part of it. We'll come to that in due time. Okay, now let's, uh, let's go over the page on, on page uh, 18 uh, just to get those questions. I'll put them down here, here for you. Uh, number three, who has gathered the wind in his fists? And then I'll put uh, some illustrative uh, scriptures. Number four, who has bound the waters in garment? And number five, who has established the ends of the earth? And then number six, what is his name? Undoubtedly referring to the father. And number seven, what is his son's name, if you can tell? Okay, very exciting uh, prophetic word there. All right, now let's go to the top of the page uh, on uh, page 17, back to the page there. All right, our scripture reading, I've read a few scriptures here. Proverbs 30 is a, a, an extraordinary chapter. It is filled with structure of numerics. This seems to be woven throughout the word, especially in the prophet Amos and in the sayings of Agar, the following illustrates. These numbers are either implied or specified in most of the scriptures provided here. Okay, now see, we have, and I've broken the chapter up, uh, up for you here, uh, uh, the numbers three and four, and just go to the verses at the, at the moment. There's no way uh, we can do this, but at least draw it to your attention. The four generations, go to verse 11, and if you mark your Bible, you could do it this way, because I... I haven't got my Mark Bible here, but I got it in the other one. In verse 11, there is a generation. And what is this generation? What's the character of, uh, characteristics of, uh, that curses its father and does not bless its mother? Then verse 12, there is a generation that is pure in its own eyes, yet is not washed for filthiness. And... Uh, uh, let me say this because, see, I made sure that my son and my daughter never ever referred to uh, the mother, uh, Joyce, as she was then, that some of you remember. Or we never referred to her as the old woman. He never ever referred to me as the old man. And when I hear young people and the disrespect that they have for their parents and say, oh, my old man or my old woman, don't do that. That's what it says. There's a generation that curses its father, oh, my father, and does not bless his mother. Then number two, a generation, a proud generation that is pure its own eyes. I'm as good as you, yet is not washed from its filthiness. Number three, verse 13, there is a generation. Oh, how lofty are their eyes and their eyelids are lifted up. Proud generation. A filthy generation, a dishonoring parent generation. And then uh, verse uh, 14, there is a generation whose teeth are like swords and whose fangs are like knives. 
devour the poor from off the earth, needy from among the men. So it's implied four generations there and the characteristic of each generation. And as we look on our generations today, these are the characteristics of a, a number of young people in this generation. Wow. Then... Uh, go to the next one, number two. I'm not going to spend much time on these. The three to four never satisfied. And this is uh, in verse uh, 15, the second part. Uh, the leech has two daughters, give and give. There are three things that are never satisfied, four never say enough. And then it spells out, I've, I've just uh, put it out for you there, the grave or the uh, Sheol, the barren womb, uh, always wanting children, especially if they're barren, the earth that is not satisfied with water, and the fire always wanting more wood, never says enough. So four things never satisfied. Now I put this down on the sheets there. If you go over to page, um, let's see. Uh, uh, yeah, page 18 and letter F. Four things never satisfied. And then you go to uh, uh, H, I'll, I'll jump to, uh, the four thing, four wonderful things, and that's found in uh, verse 18. Uh, there are three things which are too wonderful for me. Yes, four, which I do not understand. And then it says, and I've spelled it out for you there, the way of the eagle in the air, the way of a serpent on a rock, the way of a ship in the sea, in the ocean, the way of a man with a virgin. There's mystery involved. And so it says, so also uh, the, the way of an adulteress who says she has done no evil. And then you go down to... Uh, uh, the next one here, the four distressed things, and this is found in verse uh, uh, 21 uh, to 23. Uh, f- uh, for three things the earth is perturbed or uh, distressed. Uh, yes, for four it cannot bear up. It's, a, it's just a whole peculiar chapter on numerics. And then uh, reading off the notes here, a servant when he ra- who reigns, a food a fool stuffed with food, a hateful yet married woman, and uh, that is an interesting one, a hateful woman when she's married, and number four, a maidservant succeeding her mistress. Uh, Okay, so I've just uh, set it out for you, and uh, if you want to study it between now and then, you can give me your notes. Okay, all right, then you go down to the bottom, the four little but wise creatures, and that's verse in verse 24 through to 28, and it says, uh, there are four things which are little on the earth, but they are exceedingly wise. Number one, the ants, they're not strong, but prepare for in summer. So uh, I like the Proverbs where it says, go to the ant thou sluggard. <laughs> I love that word, sluggard. <laughs> consider her ways and be wise. So, you know, Solomon, he wrote thousands of proverbs and learnt lessons from these creatures. So, little but wise. And then uh, they prepare their... Then uh, on the next one, the rock badges, there's a difference of opinion on that. I put it on your sheet there. Co- uh, conies 
or uh, rock badgers, feeble, yet make their homes in the craggy rocks. Uh, then the uh, next one, the locusts. Uh, it says, the locusts have no king, yet they all advance in ranks. Uh, so the locusts, no king yet advance in And then the spider, various translations are looked up on that. And uh, some translations say, the lizards, skillful, yet in all places and so forth. And then uh, turning over to page um, uh, 19, the last one is four majestic things. There are three things which are majestic in pace. Uh, in pace, Yes, four which are stately in their walk. Number one, a lion, mighty among the beasts, king of the beasts, and does not turn away from any, a greyhound, and uh, I've got it on your sheet there because uh, different translations bring this out. A rooster strutting. <laughs> so you can find something more on that. That's fine. A male goat. And then uh, uh, the fourth thing is a king whose troops are with him. Okay, so it just gives you an outline of the chapter and uh, I haven't been able to do, uh, do that myself. Let's go back to page 17 and pick up uh, two or three things. Okay, so letter A, I've rushed through that because uh, I haven't developed it myself, to tell you the truth. Uh, the four generations, the three to four never satisfied, the three to four too wonderful to understand, the three to four distressful things, the four little but wise creatures, and the three to four majestic creatures. All right, now, uh, I'd like you to turn over to um, Amos because uh, as I was studying for this class, and particularly thinking, what's the best way of approach? Uh, turn to Amos, and uh, Amos, particularly the numbers three and four, the prophecy of Amos is also peculiar to this saying. And then I found uh, printing out uh, uh, this chapter of Amos, chapter one and two, I found that eight times. As he goes through the different judgments, he uses this. Uh, let's go to verse 3. Verse 3 of Amos chapter 1. And this is repeated eight times, so I haven't had a chance to really study significance of it. So in verse 3 it says, Thus saith the Lord, for three transgressions of Damascus, and for four I will not turn away its punishment. And then it says, Because... And then we have a cause. Go down to uh, uh, verse 6. For three transgressions of Gaza, or Gaza, and for four, I will not turn away its punishment, because, and then he lists the whole cause there. So time after time, let's go to verse 9. I won't read them all. Uh, thus, uh, Verse 9, thus says the Lord, for three transgressions of fire, and for four, I will not turn away its punishment, because, and then it lists their sins. Uh, why? And then let's pick up one more here. So verse 11, for three, uh, thus saith the Lord, uh, for th uh, three transgressions of Edom, and for four I will not turn away its punishment, because, and then it lists the sins. So I find, and I've marked it in my Bible, so verse 3, and verse 6, and verse uh, 9, and verse 11, and verse uh, 13, and verse uh, 
uh, chapter 2, verse 1, and then chapter 2, verse 3, and chapter 4, uh, uh, chapter, I'm sorry, chapter 2, verse uh, 6. So eight times God says, for three transgressions of, then he saves the city, and for four I will not turn away his punishment, and then he lists a cause because they have done this, because they have done this. So as I went through that, I found that eight cities are mentioned, and uh, just one scripture I want to give you that. Uh, he starts off with Damascus, and uh, just think of modern Syria today, where Damascus is, and Ga- Gaza or Gaza. Think what uh, Israel has surrendered, and the missiles that get thrown from there. Tyre and Edom. And then Ammon, all children of uh, incest, uh, Edom and Ammon. And then uh, Moab, and so forth, the Moabites. And then number seven and number eight, uh, Judah and Israel. Why don't you put one scripture next to that? So numbers three and four, uh, put down First Peter chapter four, verse 17 and 18. First Peter chapter 4, verse 17 and 18. And it says uh, that if judgment, ju- uh, judgment must begin at the house of God, and if it be first begin at us, where shall the sinner and the ungodly appear? I remember one time I, when I was in America, uh, I, uh, I went to get some gas at the gas station, and the man said to me, Oh, look what's happening in, in your church. You know, God's really after your track. And I said, yeah, but wait till your turn comes. <laughs> See? So judgment must begin at the house of God, but if it first begin at us, what will be the end of them that obey not the gospel? So it's tough enough on us because the Lord wants a clean church, but it'll be tougher on the unbeliever. How many say amen on that? Yeah, so I thought that's interesting. So the Gentiles first, then Judah and Israel, pardon me. Okay, so now let's go down to uh, letter C here. Uh, I hope this is making sense to you. It's a very hard chapter, but just I just needed to outline it. Uh, okay, number one, deliverance from six to seven evil, evils. Job speaks about he will deliver us from six evils and from seven. And then uh, we did this one here. I hope you got something out of it. The six to seven things that God hates. How many got something out of that? So we are to hate what God hates. And then uh, the six to sevenfold question implied, uh, which we're going to be doing in our next section, uh, next uh, session. All right, letter D. Peculiar prophetic words wrapped around important numbers. And this is what I believe why God did this so much in uh, Amos and in Proverbs and so forth. Okay, number one, to emphasize the seriousness of the prophetic words. And number two, to fasten the prophetic prophet's words in the minds of the hearer or hearers. And number three, to aid in the memorization of the words communicate. So uh, as we go through the Bible, three is the number of the God, Godhead, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. God is speaking. So for three, God is speaking. Four is the number of earth, and God is speaking to mankind. So 
when you go back to creation, uh, the first day, second day, and the third day have the characteristics of God on it. Four, the earth appears out of the water. So four is the number of earth. God is speaking to mankind. And then six, uh, this is always, you know, interesting. Six is the number of beasts and a man because... Uh, both the uh, beast and man were created on the sixth day. And, 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 you know, you pick up little things like this. As you go back to the book of Genesis, and on the sixth day, beasts were created and the man was created. But then it ends up in Revelation, the man who becomes the beast and his number is 666. So it all began in Genesis the seed book of the Bible, but it consummates in the book of Revelation. So there are whole vast studies in themselves. So, uh, seven is the number of rests. When sin is dealt with, uh, there, will, there is true rest. So man began uh, on the seventh day. Uh, he was created on the sixth day, but he began with the seventh day, the day of rest. And when sin came in, it broke man's rest and God's rest. And so God has been as I say, in the, uh, the six days of, or the seven days, the full week, the week of creation, and then numbers, uh, the week of redemption. So creation, redemption, that's the pattern. So uh, Genesis deals with creation, and then uh, Revelation deals with uh, redemption, the final. So sin is dealt with. Okay, now let's go over to, um, let's go, because I want to keep uh, sections, uh, what is it, uh, B, uh, till the next session. session. Okay, let's go to letter C on page 18. Okay, a couple of things uh, I'll put here. Uh, in the uh, verses 5 and 6, uh, if you've got your Bible still open, uh, two Proverbs. I'll just make a uh, little comment here and there. Okay, in uh, verse 5 and 6, uh, it's broken up in... Uh, my translation here in New King James. Every word of God is pure. He is a shield to those who put their trust in him. Do not add to his words, lest he rebuke you and you be found a liar. Uh, on my notes here, I had, there are three warnings against adding or subtracting away from the word in the Bible. So the first one is found in... Uh, uh, have I got it there? Yes. First one found in Deuteronomy 4.2. And then the next one is found in, he, in Proverbs. And number three is found in Revelation chapter 22, verse 18 to 19. So, word of God is pure is not to be added to or taken away from. To do so makes man a liar. So, the word is true. And God is a shield to him. Uh, then letter D... Uh, notice the prayer here of uh, Agar in prayer. His request. So he says, Two things I request of you. Deprive uh, me not before I die. Remove falsehood, 
falsehood and lies far from me. Uh, so, you know, on that. Then he says, give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with food allotted for me or sufficient for me, lest I be full and deny you and say, who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and profane the name of the Lord. Uh, two things you can put next to that. Um, his prayer to to steal or profane the name of the Lord is a violation of two commandments, the eighth and the third commandment. And so in Exodus chapter 20 and verse, uh, Exodus 20 and verse 15, uh, you shall not steal. So lest I steal, and then you shall not profane the name of the Lord. Uh, the, second, the second commandment, Exodus chapter 20 and verse 2, the th- uh, yeah, it's the, th- uh, the, I'm sorry, I write in tongues, the third commandment. So the eighth and the third commandment are alluded to there. And then the rest of the, uh, rest of the chapter, let's go to, uh, to page 19, and I'm going to quit on this because I want a little bit more time. Okay, letter L, do not be foolish. And it says here in, uh, Verse uh, 32 and 33, it should be. If you have been foolish in exalting yourself, so pride goes before fall, or if you have devised evil, put your hand on your mouth. Shut up, in other words. For, for as the churning of milk produces uh, butter and wringing the nose produces blood, so the forcing of uh, wrath produces strife. Okay, so... What we said there, if foolish enough to exalt yourself and devise evil, better to shut your mouth as these things produce strife, as sure as milk churning uh, produces butter and nose ringing produces blood. All right, so we're going to hold that there because uh, all that's pretty heavy, heavy stuff. How many of you feel the same with me? Don't be afraid to say yes, I won't be offended. Now, let's, uh, let's uh, before we take a break then, I'd, I'd like to spend a bit more time on the, on the uh, prophecy here. Uh, this is what we've done. So, in our course description, we went through the three books that Solomon wrote, and we likened them to Ecclesiastes, under the sun, the outer court, and then the holy place, the book of Proverbs, and the most holy place, the uh, Song of Solomon, okay, uh, simply like the outer court. And then we did the ninefold characteristics of wisdom and our response to that. Wisdom is the principal thing, outline of the book. And then uh, uh, number two, our second session, we did wisdom is the principal thing, how to gain wisdom. And then session number three, we did uh, proverbs and parables and particularly how uh, they were seeded in some of the Proverbs, uh, at least uh, several of them, wise and foolish man's house. And the issue was, how many remember that? what the issue was? Foundation of obedience. And then there is oil to be uh, in the dwelling of the wise, but the foolish spent it up. And what parable did that lead us to? The parable of the foolish, wise and foolish virgins. And then uh, in our se- uh, fourth session, we did seven things that God hates, and we must hate what God uh, hates. 
And then uh, last, uh, last week we dealt with a tale of two women and the strange woman and the virtuous woman and uh, the moral infirmities of, of, uh, of the one. And then tonight, or no, last week we dealt, dealt with balance from Proverbs, balanced truths and the diagram I gave you, and then the righteous and sinful anger. There's a righteous anger and a sinful anger, and tonight uh, uh, we're dealing with just a brief uh, overview of a numerical chapter, Proverbs chapter 30. Be sure to visit kevinconnor.org for more information about Kevin, his books, and his ministry.